You're listening to the Bad Reputation Podcast, hosted by Todd Collins and sponsored by Anchor FM. If you haven't listened before, we've got two words for you. Listen up. From digital marketing tips, entrepreneurial stories, and more, you will get the most up-to-date info brought right to your ear. Follow Todd on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and more at Todd Collins Official. Listen everywhere podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple, Roku, and more. Are you guys ready? Now, your host of Bad Reputation, Todd Collins. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, I'm real excited about episode two, episode one. If you guys haven't gone and listened to it, please go listen to it. Uh, lead singer of Bowling for Soup, Jarrett Reddick, was on there. A lot of really good stuff uh, that he dropped. But in the house, uh, early on a Sunday morning on Father's Day, Salvatore Mererucci. Oh, that's Tell me I said that right, dude, or I just chop it up. Yeah, you did good. I'm All right, good. good. Otherwise known as Sally Slices. How you doing? All right. Um, Sal, thanks for coming on, man. I know that you're a busy dude. Of course, man. You know, it's a pleasure to be here. You're a big guy. I saw your videos on Instagram. I said, you know what? Let's have a talk with this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm very choosy about, you know, the guests that I like to have on here. We, we got a lot of good, well-known people that come on, but man, I'll tell you exactly the story here of how I came across Sal. So as you guys know, I'm, I'm deep in on TikTok, uh, especially for my clients. I had a lot of really good success stories come out of that. And I'm swiping through the feed, just like everybody else going down that rabbit hole. And I come across this very well-produced uh, commercial kind of based off the John Travolta walking down the street in the beginning of Saturday night fever, got the machismo as he's rolling through the streets of New York and you know, Sal's just taking it to these pizza guys, man. And I was just like, yo, this fucking kid is fire. And I started following him, man. And then just the consistency of the content is astonishing to me. And he is doing exactly, I haven't told him to do this, but I'm just saying he's doing exactly what I tell you guys to do on a daily basis. The consistency, um, not even really truly worrying about all the quality all the time. He sometimes the guy's running through the kitchen and he's shooting videos. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about that, but Sal, I mean, you know, first of all, let's get, let's get into the real Sally slices here. Cause honestly, I think a lot of your followers probably want to know that, um, you know, how old are you? Where in Jersey are you? Um, how did the whole pizza thing come across with the family, everything like that? All right. So I'm 24 years old. I've been in Jersey my whole life. I've been in the same town, Robinsville. Okay. <clears throat> my father is from Carini, Sicily. Okay. When he was six years old, every Sunday, he was a, he was a he cut hair at six. Would you believe that back then? Every Sunday, a guy from Corleone, it's about 20 minutes from where he was from, would come to the piazza and with a wheelbarrow and sell the Corleone. This is the pizza that we have now. Yep. Famous one. He would come to the piazza and sell Corleone. So my father, as a young kid, made best friends with this guy because he knew his daughters from school. And, uh, you know, throughout the years, they kept in touch. But when push came to shove at 14, my father had to come to America because my family was poor. And uh, he didn't, he had no other choice. He had to come to America. He was hungry. You know, it was that like the American dream uh, era, yeah. you know what I mean? So my father came to America 
And off the bat, he started working his ass off with Mantle Jack in Pennsylvania. Every cent he made, he'd send it back to Karimi. Anyways, long story short, about 40 years later, so we're talking eight years ago, he tells me, me and my mom one day, goes, I wonder if that guy from Corleone is still alive. You know, I know his daughters. We should go. Next time we go to Karimi to visit Nona, we should go see what he's doing. So we did that. And uh, we went looking for him, and everybody's saying, oh, no, he has two daughters on a beauty salon in Corleone. So there we go, we are in Corleone. And uh, we, we saw the daughters. My dad said, uh, where's, your, where's your father? And it's silly, where's your father? I said, oh, you know, he's at home. Let's, you know, let's go see him. I said, oh, he's at every carpet. So before the guy could even, before he could even talk to the guy, when, when we saw the old man, the old man started crying, and my dad started crying. They knew each other instantly. There was a... It was Marcelli, you know, my good father started talking. It was that really emotional. So before we left, he told my dad, listen, I want to give you the recipe for the Corleone. Before, he said that I want to bring it to America, but sell it after I pass. So that's how the Corleone got here. That's how I'm here. And that's what my, my TikTok goal is. It's to expand the Corleone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, that's, dude, that story is, uh, that story is amazing, man. Like that, that, that's the type of story, you know, I mean, hopefully all, all the people that, that, you know, come to your restaurant and come to your dad's place, you know, hopefully they, hopefully they, they know that story. Oh yeah. We got a big, we got a big thing on the wall. My restaurant There's an article about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so my family's from Calabria. Calabria. Um, my mom, my mom's side of the family's from Calabria. So we're, we're, I believe it's pretty close to, to. It is. Calabria. It's uh, it's in Sicily. Yeah. And it's funny because you said your, your, your dad came into Pennsylvania and that's exactly the same. It's funny. Cause they may have came over the same time back then or close to that because, well, I guess my, my family came over before that cause it was my grandparents, but they came over and they ended up in Pittsburgh. That's where they ended up. So I don't know if that was like a route. Maybe that was like a route back then. It might've been in my, yeah. back in the eighties, the, the pizzeria business, my dad was telling me and PA was booming. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And of course, Jersey, New York, but then everything started going towards the East Coast, you know, because yeah. everyone's down by the beach. Everybody started having places within 40 minutes from the beach. Yeah. That's how we got the Robins. You know what I mean? Well, dude, they were in PA and they were like, this fucking place sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like just a bigger Delaware. That's the way I've always compared that's Pennsylvania. It's just a bigger Delaware. Yeah. Um, that's a great story, dude. I love it. Um, so... I guess so. You watched all this happen. You were you were in Sicily with your dad. I mean, my my assumption is where you, you were there. You were yeah, I was there. We there. So that dude, that imprinted on you right away, a hundred percent. No uh, question about I it. I saw that as soon as I saw that, it was like some something's telling me. That yeah, this is gonna fall on my hands one day. I was a I was a knucklehead kid. I was sixteen. Sure. I had a girlfriend. I did what I want. I didn't I didn't think about pizza. Yeah. A year ago. A year ago. I was uh, working at FedEx, being a boxer. I had no intention of going to the shop. I worked with my father, but we always got in fights, so I couldn't work with him. Like, yeah. It's family business. Yeah, it's, that, it's so funny you say that because my dad and I, we get along perfectly. I mean, guy's the sweetest guy in the entire world. But my mom, the hothead Italian, if we, <laughs> as I've gotten older, because I'm 43, she started telling me 43? stories about herself when, huh? You're 43 years old? 43, man. Look, you look my age, bro. I, I, dude, I work out every day, man. This is what happens when you get when you get past 24, okay? You're going to start realizing your body starts changing again. Remember when uh, you were in high school and you were like, you got started getting big and you got the muscles uh, and everything. You were like stoked. 
that ends up starting to go away in about five years. So then you got to start going to the gym and actually working to look like you're 24. Yeah, I didn't. Well, all right, let's start worrying about that right now. Now, here's the good news. Because we've got these beautiful Sicilian genes in our body, the oil in our skin keeps us looking beautiful and young. That's it. All right, wait a minute. Uh, see, look, oh, I, knew, oh. I, told, I knew this was going to happen. So, hey, listen. So, on Father's Day, this is a perfect thing. On Father's Day, uh, if you're watching on video, great. If not, uh, Runner has just made his his uh, appearance down here. How you doing, sir? Oh, poopa. You let the dog out or no? Did you let the dog out? Uh-oh. Catch him. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Sorry, man. Sorry. I'm not. It would be six. Guys, all the listeners here, I, uh, it's 60. I don't know how to spell Reagan. Sorry. All the listeners here, this is exactly what happens on Father's Day. That's not cursive. That's print. You can take that with you here. Okay, well, all right. Yeah, let me talk to Mr. Style, though. This, I'm not editing this part out because this is Father's Day. This is what it's all about, man. I'm just going to edit. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. All right, so you get back. You, you try to work with your dad. That doesn't work. You go to the FedEx thing. You're probably bored as shit. You hate it, whatever it is. Right, yeah. So then what do you come back to dad and go, look, I want to do the pizza thing but I can't work with you. What goes on from there? Listen, it took a lot out of me to do this, but I was at FedEx. I was working the graveyard shift. I was working 12 a.m. to 9 a.m. I was miserable. I was loading 75 pound rugs on a 50 foot trailer, filling up the whole trailer. It, it was a bad time for me, but uh, I learned a lot in that time. You know, I, I uh, what, what made me go back to my dad was my last day at FedEx. I'm leaving. I come out, I'm going to the highway and I make a turn and I get hit by somebody hit my car. It was 100% their fault because I yielded the traffic. Anyways, they said I was whatever. I was trying to sit on the side of the road. It was, it was 11 in the morning. I was looking out into the road and I was just sobbing because I just, I, I was fed up with life, man. I, I didn't really have any direction. All I, I thought to myself, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And then my mom came to pick me up, triple A team. And I went to the pizzeria after two days and I said, Papa, listen, forget about the past. You know, I want to, uh, I want to start working together. Okay. And I'm going to try my hardest to be good. And I kept my word and my dad saw that and me and my dad got along because he saw that, he saw that I learned, you know what I mean? He saw I was, I was starting to become a man. I was a pussy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so at that point, did you go and, and work with your dad or were you, okay. Yeah, I went to work with my dad, right? Like about a week after that. So the, two days after that, I talked to my dad and he put me on the schedule for a week. And then he saw how good I was doing. And he saw that I was I was serious this time. I wasn't fighting with my sister works at the pizzeria too. Me and her butt heads like like uh yeah. bad. And then he saw for the first time me and my sister weren't fighting. When when somebody would tell me I did something wrong, I'd say, Oh, you're right, I'm sorry. Let me, let me forget. It was like I it was like I got a I got through a crisis. I don't know what it was. But then he said, you know what, Sal? Let's go look for let's go look for a play. I think you're ready to the first place. And uh I told him I, I was straightforward with him. I said, Pop, I don't want to do this alone. It's my first shop. Just to be safe, I think we should get a partner. And we knew Wally. Wally's my partner. Wally's a great guy, Egyptian guy, the best. And uh yeah, that's, that's where we are right now. Me and Wally have the place in Bustleton. So it's just it's, it's unbelievable how quick life could change and you don't really expect it. 
Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's so it's like, you know, a lot, I, I talk about this a lot, you know, within my social media and it's, you know, I've, I, we've all had these negative things kind of happen to us. You know, like I had the, the, you know, I had a bad business partner. I got screwed out of, I almost got screwed out of two and a half million dollars. Thankfully I defended myself. I was honest, trustworthy, and, and was able to kind of, you know, prove that that wasn't true or whatever it was and got out of that. And then went through a divorce and went through a bankruptcy. And I mean, there was a lot of things, you know, and and now I'm, you know, into my sixth business at, you know, as an adult and we're successful and it's, and it's like, and I've been successful before this, but there's different stages in life where, you know, uh, a lot of the times it's a negative situation that happens and it's not a positive situation that happens. And that negative situation is what kind of pontificates a, a a bunch of positive things that happen in your life it's good you're right it's a good it's a it, you you don't it feels in your head that okay this is happening something this is there's a reason that all this shit is piling up there's yeah a yeah it's happening it's and it's gonna be good that's what you have to think when something's negative people resort straight to uh and they should that's the normal but if you start failing a lot you start realizing okay something good is gonna happen I don't know what it is. Something good will happen. That's what you have to say. You, you can't dwell in the, you can't dwell in the same spot and run in the same place. What if this? What if that? What? This is why people don't excel in life. You understand? You have to really put tunnel vision and 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 realize that your failures are all a part of your journey. Without failures, what character would you have? You have any character? None. No, and you wouldn't. You're absolutely right. And that's and that's kind of one of the things that I believe when you fail and you document it and you learn from it, that's kind of like that's where the 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 old adage of, you know, the 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 age has experience, you know, things of that nature. It's it's I am able to go back now, right, and talk to someone who's in their 20s, and I have the honor to be able to tell them that, you know, you, let's say you at 24, right? Let's say like let's say that God forbid that the, you know, something happens with the business and you got to start all over again. Well, you're, you're, I'm fully ready for it though. Uh, right. But, but the majority of the population out there, if that happened to them, they're like, that's it. It's all over. My world's done. I'm finished. I can't go further. This is, this is it. This was my one shot and I blew it. What they don't realize is, is that man, a lot of people say life is short, dude. Life is long. It's, it's long. really it's long. Dude. Short. No. <laughs> why, why is that the same? I don't understand. Because people take stuff for granted, so that they make a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's and small. here's a, here's the even funnier thing, dude. I don't even remember being twenty four. I don't even <laughs> remember it. You know, ha- half the reason being at twenty four. You know, and I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. I haven't drank alcohol in like probably ten years. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's a lot. These were all life changing choices that you know I made to be better to try to make myself better. It wasn't like a lot of people are like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, good for you. And I'm like, dude, I didn't do it because I was an alcoholic. I did it because I, I wanted to be, have an edge on people every single day because my, my thought process was when I got into a, an office or a conference room on a Monday, right. And I show up and I got tattoos all over my arms and I'm wearing skinny jeans and I'm wearing tight shirts and this, that, and everything else. And I'm sitting there with guys from suits that drank whiskey all weekend and they're sluggish along on a Monday morning and I'm bright and early because I've already been in the gym and drank a bang, sponsored by a bang, yeah. drank yeah. a bang, that I have an edge on these guys. 
And that when you start realizing that that type of mindset, your whole your whole perspective changes on of course, everything. Of course. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll, I'll absolutely tell you, man, I, I think what you, I think what you said um, about the failure side of things is, is right on the money and they don't take it as lessons. They don't take them as education. They take oh. them as this is the end. I've got nothing else left. Yeah. And it's just not true, dude. We, we get so many friggin' opportunities in this, in, in this life um, that majority of the time we don't even take advantage of because we're so fucking scared. Instead of going, all right, I'm going to take this risk and see what happens. That's what it's all about. And you don't even do it Yeah. out of pure fear. So as an entrepreneur to an entrepreneur, congratulations on going on your own. I will tell you that, and your dad's probably already told you this, you're never going to go back. You, you, once you become an entrepreneur and you've got a taste of it, you will never be able to go back and work for someone else. It's just, it just doesn't work. Never. It, it, it's I just impossible, this. dude. I'm never going to work for somebody else. I'm, I'm never, never again. And, 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 you know, so for me, you know, the first part of my life when learning to sell and things of that nature, I was, I was taught by a lot of old school car guys and, you know, God bless them, man, because they were the, they were the best, actually some women too, but they were, they were the best, the best uh, of the best. I was very lucky. Cool group of dudes and old school car dudes out here old school, man, but very, very, sh- I mean, I got taught, I mean, I was on the fast track in that industry. So I got taught by some of the best people. I, and like I said, guys and girls, there were some women in there that were just bulls, man. They were just crushed the dudes. And, um, coming out of that, that was a great time, but the quality of life was terrible, dude. I would be there from like nine in the morning until sometimes 11 o'clock at night. Quality of life was awful, completely unhealthy, drinking way overweight, like, and you wonder why these people are getting cancer and they're dying at, you know, 40 or 50 years old. It's because they're putting everything from a standpoint of working for someone else. They're building wealth for other people and not building wealth for themselves, not only from a life standpoint, but from a financial standpoint. Yeah. So, you know, that, that gets me into where we are with, you know, TikTok. I mean, that for you, you start this business, like every other entrepreneur and business owner out there, especially somebody who's a brick and mortar, which it, it's you know, in my opinion, unless you're a carryout or takeout place, you know, you've realized one thing that you're pandemic proof, which is awesome. Right. So like, God forbid the world's ending pizza places are going to be just fine. That's the one thing I did learn from this, from this pandemic, carry out and takeout our restaurants are going to probably double or triple worst case scenario, a pandemic environment. Luckily, my father's place was taken out the living. We only, we never had restaurants. My father had a restaurant when he was younger, but ever since 30 years ago, 25 years ago, it's always been taken out the living. And this is good because it relieves stress on the workers. You don't have to pay for the tables, this, you don't have to do. If I owned a restaurant, I'm going to be honest with you, I'd probably go to jail because I can't yeah. do it with people. When I know the food is good, I can't do it with people to my face telling me, so I can't. And yeah. takeout delivery is good because when you get a rush, the rush comes steady. You know yep. I mean? With the restaurant, it prolongs because you got to bring this out and do this course. This. Yeah. But I'm no, not saying I, restaurants are bad. Restaurants are good, but in my eyes, I think takeout delivery is fast progress. You know, yep. you're in gas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, my first job was working for uh, Mike Iliano. His, his family owns, 
uh, JNP. Um, okay. They have multiple. What's that? I've heard of JNP. Yeah, they have multiple locations in Maryland. Um, same situation. I mean, it, literally the same story as your dad. Immigrant came over, landed. They he he bought him and his brother, two brothers actually bought a small. And this is how I remember this. Dude, like when I was a kid, a small walkway into a kitchen in Ham in Hampstead, Maryland, where I grew up, a very small town. Um, and it, just the best one. I mean, in my opinion, in that area, best food ever. As I grew older, as I he he expanded his business. Um, I went there to work as a teenager, and and I just sapped up all his entrepreneurial um, mindset. With the guy is always there. He's consistently always there. He doesn't uh, care. The Italiano, right? Yeah, yeah, Eliano, Eliano, and the, he, he he. It's just amazing. So anyway, work ethic. I took that work ethic with me as when I started my business. I went to him and he said, "I'll absolutely one hundred percent be your first client. I don't care. Like, I love you." He's like, "You work. You worked so hard for me." And now my son's fourteen. My oldest son's fourteen, and he's working there. I saw. Hey. I took. Yeah. So I took him to see Mike, and Mike said to me, he "Goes. He's like." Your son, he's a very hard worker, like you and me. I love him. He's he's doing such a good job. And I'm like, I'm just like amazing. All right. This guy now is a multimillionaire, owns almost half a Hampstead, almost all the real estate there. And it's just a great story, man. And it just shows you that, you know, you have so much opportunity. The question is, will you will you take it? But if you can still get your your yourself in front of a lot of these immigrants that came over with their work ethic and you can sit down with these guys and just follow them around and get and get a teeny tiny bit taste of their work ethic you will hand you will take that with you and, and that's where that's where i'm blessed you know like my father literally is one of those people yeah that the amount of stuff i learned from my dad i can never learn in college i nope. can never learn in school it's 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 like and i feel it in me it's like a part of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The reason, this is another thing. The reason I'm so old school and I think so old school in this relationships business is because when I was six, five, six, I would go, I wouldn't work at the pizzeria, but I'd be around my dad all the time at the pizzeria. I'd be yeah. If he was sitting there playing with dough, watching him make pizza, you know, uh, my dad calls me Toto. Toto, go help with the dishes. I have a little buddy, Sal, walks in the back, cleans the. I was with my dad all the time. If you talk to my sisters, they don't sound like me because they were always home with my mother. You know yeah, I, mean? I was with my dad, and my dad had this heavy, heavy accent, so I always wanted to be like him. You know I mean? Of course. So we, uh, you know, and then as we get in our teenage years, we don't want to be like them at all. We uh, want to be the opposite of them. And then as we get older, we realize, oh shit, we want to be just like our parents. Yes. You know what I mean? I it's so funny. Kids. It's so funny. The stages of life. A rebellious stage. Oh, I had a girlfriend. I had a. I was on the cross team. I was, yeah. I was living the high life. And then I said, you know what? This shit's not for me. Cause hey, don't, don't, don't fucking lie, dude. We're both still fucking rebels, man. Yeah, I mean, you know. trust me, dude. I, 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 in, in my niche, in my industry, I'm a huge rebel, bro. People are like, oh, there are that people that will text me and they'll be like, yeah, like there's people that will text me and be like, oh, Todd, you know, we can't do business with you. you. You say fucking shit on LinkedIn all the time. And I'm like, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. And, it, yo, I mean, here's the deal. What I, the reason I do a majority of that is because at that point, I'm saving myself, right? I'm saving myself from dealing with those dumb fucks. I'm sa- 
if they hate me right off the bat, then I never have to talk to them. The people that love hanging out with me and love being my clients and love being people that I have relationships with, they love that I talk like that. So, and you're doing the same thing, dude. You're, you're being yourself and you're creating. Oh, listen, I don't give two shits what anybody got to say about me. And if I, if I want to get some more exposure to my uh, TikTok, responding to haters is a great way to do it. Bro. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. Like Always. Because other creators don't have the balls to do it. Oh, what if they, if they said this? I don't give a fuck. No. I'll, I literally, I'll call, I said, look at this jerk off. I said, did your mother love you when you were a kid? Are you okay? This and that. Yo, you, here's the other thing. you got to get on Twitter, man. Like there's a cup, there's a, that's a platform that you haven't been on yet. I, and, I, and yeah, when I was, I used to have a Twitter account, but I used to, I was just a normal Twitter guy. Right? Yeah. But I would, I, I would put some, I would put some time into Twitter. I think you could do really good there, but you're right. And you've created you. So let's get into that. Right. So like you've created a, a massive following four four and a half million likes on TikTok total on his profile. Uh, uh I believe. Months. Yeah, oh, I believe you're close to a quarter of a million, if not over a quarter of a million followers. You're on your way to a million, no question. Hit 300 probably tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to get a million followers. There's no question, which then is then going to bring you into heavy monetization on TikTok. So you're going to start earning there. Um, let's let's go down that road. So you so you open your own spot. Your dad's supporting you. You and uh, your partner uh, are, are yeah. You and your partner are rocking and rolling what the fuck happened that day where you woke up and you were like, you know what? I'm going to download TikTok after I take my dog out to take a shit. Literally, listen, Koopa, I was working in, I was working at this place for a month. I was working 12 hour days, 9am to 9pm. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. It was hard. Yeah. I fell in back and down. I said, there's going to be something else I could do. My, my friends, my mother, my father, my whole life, they told me, Sal, go talk to people. You're an entertainer. You're an entertainer. I said, you know what? You're right. I am an entertainer. I've always been insecure to go on the camera just because I'm camera shy. <clears throat> I said, you know what? I'm going to make that fucking camera my bitch. I got this phone. Quote, unquote. How's everybody doing? I'm Sally Slices. I'm new to this application. I'm a pizzeria in Philly. In two months, I'm going to have 2 million followers on this Rinkity Dink app. I said this. Not 2 million followers, but you know. I said, if you want to come with me, Jordan Rod, come by. If not, go fuck yourself. Have a good day. That was my first video. And it got 400 likes. Back then, 400 likes. I was like, holy shit. I said, I like this. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Post, 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 post. And that's, that's it, man. And for a month, I didn't have TikTok working over there. One month. But yeah. you're doing it every day. Every day. I, I, it's like a lifestyle. Man. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's, here's the next question to you. How many? Because uh, I, I want to get into the strategy side of things. Because there is probably a little bit of strategy behind this. How many times are you posting a day right now? Probably five times. Minimum. Okay. So I, I just want to pause right there for a second. Sal's first post, obviously, he, he, got, he got put in the system. He did a really good one, right? So his first post went, went off, which then immediately, when those people started touching his profile, other people that they, those people were connected with started seeing his profile and that started to kind of help him go. But I want you to understand what he just said. He's probably posting around five times a day on that application. Now, if he did that same fucking thing on Instagram, his Instagram following would probably go up as well. But you're right. Because what, and we're, and I'm, I'm going to give you a piece of advice before we get off here, but 
with that, but um, five times a day, okay? Which is very similar to if you go watch that mortgage guy on TikTok, who's, who, who is Scott Betley, who's a very good friend of mine, who will tell you that the reason his Instagram following is fucking bonkers right now is because I helped him grow his TikTok following. Guys, over, I believe, half a mil now, and he's almost 20,000 on Instagram. The reason he's there is because he's consistent every single day and he's putting out massive pieces of content. So you're at five. That's, that's above the average of what most people are doing at one, okay? The, the, I believe some of the best are doing three. You're dropping three to five a day. All of a sudden, you're starting to see this growth. And what ends up happening is the serotonin in your brain, whether you know it or not, starts peaking and you're going, this is fucking amazing, dude. Like, I love this fucking application because I'm successful at it. So it's great. I love it. It's working. Do you start going, all right, from a strategy standpoint, you go, I got to up the quality of my video. I got to do this. I got, does that start going through your head? Of course. And what I do is when I, when I up the quality, what we do, we make more promo videos. My, my content creators, the guys that made that video you saw. They've yeah. been my best friends since kindergarten, these kids, kindergarten. And they, it's like we all are a team. It's like the, the triangle of uh, life. Yep. They can never be me. I can never be them. We all complement each other. So when I, when I want to spice it up, we do a promo video. But I, I got the iPhone 12, so the quality of the camera is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm just walking and I, and I have funny music in the background, people like to see slices of it on the prep. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. Yeah, I have to quality a little bit. Yeah, and so you know, props to your <clears throat> props to your boys there. If you want to drop, if you want to drop their yeah. names, uh, so uh, Instagram it's at Dominic Guido. That's the number one. Number two is at Pat Burgi. They're on Instagram. Without them, those videos can never happen. They are the the sole bread and butter. Two. That I don't want to discredit them at all. Without them, I would have never reached these heights in my own TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah, a- absolutely. Go check those guys out on Instagram. The yeah, quality of yeah, the quality of those um, snippets are amazing. Those when, guys when, do, when you put this on Instagram on the bottom, bottom, you can just put uh, that content creator tag. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just just send me their info and I'll put it on there because they're <clears throat> the content's amazing. So if you guys are in Jersey and and you want to look those guys up, it's it's smart it's smart play to maybe get get with those guys. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's a team effort. There's no question about it with, I mean, same with me. Like I, I have two people that work with me after we're done these podcast episodes, they get, um, they get edited out and produced and things of that nature. Sometimes we just keep the whole thing. And some of the content that I use, you know, I, I have a team that, that works with me with that. And there's a lot that goes into it, man, because there's certain things that we can do and there's certain things that we can't. And when we, when we're not as egotistical to the point where we try to do everything on our own, you'd be surprised, um, how much help. Just a little, or even a little bit. My father, my father. You change it, right? Yeah. They always gotta do stuff on their own. Listen, if you need, if you need a little boost, take the help. You know what I mean? What's your What's your mom and dad think about this? My inkling in my head is telling me your mom loves it. Your Your dad is just like you're a fucking idiot. Oh, listen! When I had ten thousand plus, I pop. Look, I got ten k. Okay, meet your five TikTok. This is bull. And this is bullshit. Okay, but this shit. But this. He sits on his couch. With the Pellegrino. Because uh, he thinks, you know, I'm, I always come to him with crazy fucking shit. Then I got 50 to I showed him, he goes, wow, I started liking it. Now, my dad is 100% supportive of TikTok. Of course. And let me go, which takes me into my next part of, of we're going to talk about this. Has TikTok 
helped grow your business and has it started to, I guess, I, I, and I'm sure you can, can you start equating the attention that you have there to actual revenue that you're generating for the business? Oh, yeah. A lot of pickup. A lot of people. I've had people come from Maryland. Leicester, Cleveland, Ohio, and Maryland team. Uh, somebody from South Carolina team, people are coming all over the place. Of course, they have other stuff to do, but they're thinking of it. We still got to go see South Slides. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when it comes to pickup revenue, when it comes to a takeout, a lot more business. A lot. Okay. We still have a lot of customers too, the delivery adjustments, but the, the TikToks for a lot of pickup. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's something that, you know, you guys have got to think about. Look, you know, this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. So when, when Scott, this guy that I was telling you about that, that mortgage guy, you should go follow him. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's awesome, dude. He'll, and that'll give you a lot of really good ideas too. What's his thing? What uh, that mortgage guy. That mortgage guy? Yeah. So here's a guy. What's that? You better follow me back. Oh no, he'll follow you back. I'll, I'll, I'll text him today and be like, yo, follow this guy. Um, you got, it's funny. You guys should do something together. It'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this shows you, you know, when, when Scott and I originally got together, he had 11,000 followers on TikTok. He was just starting to kind of peak. This is three years ago, right? This is, this is right after musically, um, or, uh, when, um, uh, musically had sold to, to TikTok. And, you know, one of the, one of the first things that people said were, you know, in the back then this kid was grinding, dude, he was working for his dad. He was working for his dad and he, and, and it's funny because I still have the conversation on my phone. He literally said, you know, what do I do? Should I leave my dad and go and go do this myself? Or should I stay with him? I said, dude, here's the deal. You can always go back to your dad, but you'll always be able to do that. But if you don't try it yourself, you're never going to know. Fast forward three years later, this guy's a millionaire because of TikTok and because of how amazing the mortgage, mortgage industry is right now, but because of his popularity on there, it's amazing to me the the leverage that this guy has now, right? So the number he's the number one mortgage guy probably in Maryland. No, no question about it. He's young as shit. Nobody can catch him. Okay, there's you're just not. It's not going to happen. And I know we're we're interviewing Sally, but we're talking about Scott. And the reason I'm ta- ta- saying this is because Sal's on the same path. There's going to be a point where he starts to hit, you know, get so half, half you know, five hundred thousand. I know I don't talk about followers much and I, the importance of followers, but when he hits a half a million or a million, there's other pizza places around him. They're just not going to make it. He's going to start squashing out the competition just because the audience on these on both applications, Instagram and TikTok, are are aging up. Our generation is getting to the point where you know, my forty three, I'm seeing people like him. I want to, I want to support those businesses. So I'm telling you right now, if you're not on these apps, get on these apps, your whole life can change just by making content. So you, you start making the content you got, you and your boys are making the snippets. It starts going off. What happens now is, is, is your day. I know obviously you're, you're, you're happier now than you were when this was the nine in the morning to nine at night bullshit oh no purpose bullshit. yeah a lot happier a lot so happier. now this is now this is your strategy your strategy is you're three to five times a day on tiktok i'm gonna say three to five because there's got to be days where you're just like fuck man i just don't have time but your consistency is no matter what no, no excuses right no. you're you're putting content out every day yeah. from 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 that point on are you getting up and 
going into the business and you're documenting each point, is there a strategy that you have where you're like, all right, now it's, the, now it's going to be the point in time. Or is it like, dude, I just feel like making one right now. I'm going to do it. And sometimes I, I come up with you like, I don't care. I do. I used to do a video where I'm on the phone. I pretend to be a caring a customer. Yeah. Did this, this idea sprouted in five minutes. I didn't write anything down. I just went with what, what, you know, what I wanted to say. It, it shit sprouts or I haven't planned out. Rarely I haven't planned out. Rarely. But if, it, if I have a good idea, I'll, I'll think on it and I'll do it. You know what I mean? It's funny you brought up the Karen thing because I've told a lot of restaurant owners this, that if you make fun of the Karen situation, whether it's through a meme, okay, or anything else, you immediately will divert that type of person. You will divert that type of person away from your business immediately. Okay. Which is a good thing, right? So you're, so as a business owner, and this happens to, the reason I say this is because it happens to restaurant owners all the time. I mean, talk about an industry that uh, in my opinion, you know, it had was one of the hardest hit. I mean, or the hardest hit in, in during the pandemic, as they try to get back to normal and grow back to normal, people aren't coming back to work. And we're still acting like they are at full employee capacity and people still have the audacity with these are, these are people that struggle to keep their, their, their lives going. Okay. We're sacrificing everything. We still have the audacity to say the service was slow and leave them a one-star review on their business. Um, yeah, people are just, is, they don't understand and they leave that little fucking review. They don't understand what the, the, the heart and dedication you put into it. And they, 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 they slug all day. They have no fucking purpose, but they want to break your balls. And they're like, eh, we're subpar. That, then you look under and you have 17 five-star reviews. You have the one asshole. It doesn't really do anything, but it just, it pisses you off. It does piss you off. And you know? You, no, I mean, I agree. And which is what's given me the respect in this industry of going after those people, you know, and either trying to get that review taken down or, um, strategizing in a way that we can, you know, we can try to intercept those, uh, those reviews to try to keep the, the, the platform good for, for these clients, because here's the deal. People don't realize this. A lot of restaurant owners don't realize this is that if you're rated under four stars on, on any app, it doesn't, you know, let's take Yelp out of the equation. If you're rated under four on Facebook or Google, you're fucked. You're, you're fucking screwed, dude. Like you, you, I mean, unless you've got a strategy to get back up above four or at four or above, you're screwed. People, the, the average person, and this is only going to continue down the road as years go by. We make our decisions based on what the community says. If the community likes you, great. You're going to get a lot of business. If the community goes, nope, you fucking suck. You're three stars or below. You're, 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 time, you're numbered. You're, I mean, the clock's ticking on your business. So you, Yes, we don't like those people, but yes, we got to take that shit seriously because it is going to be the lifeblood of our business yeah. um, as we continue, you know, through the years. So one of the things I noticed about your your, your restaurant, and I'm going to call it a restaurant because that's what it is. Yeah. Your restaurant torn. It's a fucking restaurant. Your sign, literally, you've engulfed this application so much that your fucking sign says TikTok on it. You want to hear funny stories? Sometimes yes, I do. Down the street on another pizzeria. Put up an identical sign saying the king of Sicilians. The king of Sicilians. Said, these people, that's a fucking nerd. I said, game on, motherfucker. You want to go by that name? Okay. 
But it just shows the competitiveness around the area. You know what I mean? There's a lot of pizzerias. I'm going to be honest with you. They're, they're not good. Okay, well, well, the place in Jersey I'm from, within that quarter mile, my dad's street, you got like six good pizzerias. You know what I mean? And I know good pizza when I try it. Sure. These places are just, you know, they've been there. The people that order it, they want to order the same shit every day. You know what I mean? Yep. So I said, name on. You know, I put the sign up, name on. But it's, uh, yeah. The sign is sick, right? That sign's sick as fuck. That was my dad's idea. I said, you know what? I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Boom. Said, Sally, we put the TikTok king. I said, yeah, why not? Absolutely. One, one, it's disrespectful as fuck to call yourself the king of, uh, king of Sicily or Sicilian or whatever it is. You, who the fuck are you to say that you're the king of fucking people? the fuck out of here. He might have meant Sicilian-style pizza, but either way, he's an idiot because people don't interpret it as Sicilian-style pizza. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I mean, also, it's it's fucking disrespectful. And, 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 and anybody that knows Sicilians, we are very – It's a. let me explain something to you real quick, all right? There's a big difference between an Italian and a Sicilian. You guys don't realize that. Re- Sicilians realize that, but most 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 people that that think about Italian culture, they they there's a huge difference. Sicilians are very hot tempered, and the, our fuses are extremely short. We're also very loving, but we love very hard and very aggressive. Exactly. And so we yeah. will fucking destroy you. And then we'll go, hey, look, we're really sorry. I apologize. You know what I mean? We'll bring you back up. So we beat you down and then we pull you back up. Yeah. But for you to say that you're the king of Sicilian <laughs> pizza is fucking bullshit. But I love that your dad got on the train and goes, we're going to put this fucking sign up. And uh-huh. now what's cool, right, is the situation really is now it's a branding tool. Because if you go and you and you you follow Sal on TikTok, which you absolutely one hundred percent have got to do it just for pure entertainment purposes. Even if you're not going to Jersey to eat pizza, and if you do go there, but even for entertainment purposes, Sal's a character in, in, in himself. There should be a reality show. Um, all, all the images and the pictures, especially when you go to his Instagram, everyone wants to go outside and get taken get their picture taken under the sign, which is great. And so it lets people know it's, it's diversifying his location from every other location. You will know driving a, a half a mile away, you see that sign, you know that, that that's where he is. So this is branding 101, guys. He, he, took, he took what was successful on his online business and directly transferred it to the real world and it's working. So from a competitive standpoint, the other pizza places around him if they try to start a TikTok now, which I'm sure they did, I'm sure some of the younger generational people in some of these other locations are fucking trying now. Now they're all biters. So everybody around them, okay, is going to go, dude, you're just biting off the guy down the street who's fucking destroying it. So here's the deal. You fucking won. You won because you got there first. And that's what I'm trying to beat into the people's heads here. doesn't matter which niche or industry you're in. Get there first, get there first and then dominate it. And everybody else at that point is just trying to play catch up. Yeah. I have full confidence whether I got there first, whether I got there last, nobody's me and nobody has the heart that I have. I would have took everything over from the dead. There's no comparison. And that's coming out of pure humbleness and we're trying to be cocky anything. But I know I was made to entertain people. And I know that. And when it comes to mixing the business with entertainment, it's like, uh, 
a different realm for me. It's like, oh, I've been loving it my whole life. I finally doing it. 24 years, it took me to jerk off to do it. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? It's, you know, what it is, is it's the Sally Slice's character, you know, I mean, because let's, let's be honest, like, that's probably what, I mean, it, it is a character. Oh, it's, cool. it's a, it's a, it's a dialed up version of Salvatore. Yes. Okay. That's what it is. So let's say Salvatore, which is one of the best Italian names ever. And it was a neighbor who passed away. My neighbor who passed away, um, Salvatore, Salvatore Marcellino. What, that was his name. And we used to call him Mush, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. But I always saw his name. I'm like, why don't we call him Salvatore? Because Salvatore is such a fucking cool name. But anyway, Salvatore, is he's moving it like a five or a six throughout the day, right? That's him. But when you put the camera on him, Sally Slices is Salvatore at an 11, okay? So try to find that 11 of yourself and you'd be amazed because that's what people want to see. They don't need to see all the different slices of pizza that – Sal can make what they want to see is they want to see Sally slices make the pizza. So he's entertained. He's literally building brand by entertainment. So instead of very rarely, will you go to his profile and you will see him selling anything? He's not talking about prices. He's not talking about anything else like that. All it is is entertainment. And that's what people want to see. If they like him, guess what? They're going to get in their car. They're going to drive to Jersey and they're going to spend money there. So Hopefully that's clicking in your head. If you entertain people, you have attention. If you have attention and they like you, they'll follow you. If they follow you, then they're going to want to support you. If they support you, then they're going to want to buy from you, i.e. give you money to help you survive. Put it all together. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Now take your dog out to take a shit. Let the dog out to take a shit. Anyway, let's fast forward into where you are now. So- you're the TikTok Sicilian king of Jersey. Um, Pizza Place is doing great. TikTok's doing great. What's going on with, uh, just out of curiosity, is the girlfriend still in the picture? Or is she not in the picture? Are you too fucking busy for a girlfriend? Uh, now? So, uh, I had this girl that I talked to for the past couple months, but uh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm very busy. Uh, I'm very busy. And uh, it's not a girl I was really into. So I'm just not going to show her. The time and the effort, and it's another headache, this, that. But um, the girlfriend can wait. I'm not in a rush. I'm really married to the poor Leon right now. Yep. I mean? I'm married to the game. I'm, I'm, I like what I'm doing right now. She'll come along soon. But I'm not yeah. yeah. Do you think that, do you think that, I mean, here's the deal. You, you know, you're, look, listen, you're at, you were athlete, you know, in high school. You're, you're, you're a fucking big dude. I mean, how tall are you, man? Six five, but I'm too skinny, man. Too Jesus skinny. fucking god! You're six five. Yeah. All right. So obviously on the lacrosse field, you you I'm sure you were dominating. You got friggin' long arms. You're probably fucking uh, here's the defense. Thing. I played attack. So the thing is, I had such a bad temper in high school, so that that my co- and I'm gonna be honest, academically, I fucking hated school. So when I played it in my senior year, there was like a goddamn blessing because, you know, normal, the superintendent wanted to play, but since I was sad and I, I love playing, I got my, my fair share of playing time and it went great. We, we I, I met friends from lacrosse, I'll never forget for the rest of my life. But uh, yeah, it was fun, man. It was yeah, fun. It's I actually met my, 
I met my girlfriend in high school. She was scorekeeping a dame against another dame. And some kid, some dickhead defense just kept smacking my arm for no reason. So I started this whole fight. The benches cleared out. And my girl, the girl was scorekeeper. And I'm at the end of the I'm sad. I love you. She said, yeah, you're the guy who just started all that commotion. I said, yeah, that's me. How you doing? That's me. And she went to my school. So on the way back, after the day, the scorekeeper that on the bus, I sat next to her and said, so you're going to talk to me or what? I thought, you know what I mean? Slices was flipped that day, bro. I don't know if you still got the day. Oh, no. He was, it, it was like the Incredible Hulk, man. Like, he was peeking out, right? Like, he was peeking out. You know, Slices was peeking out going, yeah, here, I'm right here. Well, it's funny you say that because in, in high school, my senior year, it was the same situation, man. I had a bad attitude. I, I mean, you can call it whatever it was, but I got kicked off my, my, the varsity soccer team my, my senior year because of my attitude. I was getting in fights on the field. I, I threw my spike at my coach, which is what got, got me kicked out kicked off the team um <laughs> is what it is i mean you, you played soccer so you're following you looked up right yeah 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 was I Italian, bro? they look good they, they do look, look good dude they do look good and you know and we'll probably watch that today i'm gonna we're i'm we're gonna go out with my dad later today for father's day obviously and you know hopefully the place that we go to is they're gonna put it on the tv so if we go to the right place i think we'll, we'll be able to watch but it, it was the same situation dude i fucking hated school I, 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 my senior year, I had to finish, I had to finish my senior year because of me fighting people. I had to finish my senior year at the public library with, with, with a lady, uh, to graduate. Like, I mean, it was the same situation, man. Like, and people back then were just like, yo, there's, there's no, this kid is, there's no way this kid's going to make it. There's no way. And it was just, the bottom line was that I, I, I was, I could, for Ari, Ari, I remember telling my parents, I was like, I could foresee it. I was like, I'm not going to use any of this. Sh- I like, I don't fucking want to be here. I was like, I'm trying to fast forward my life. Like I don't want to be, so I'm just having fun. Like, I, I just don't care about any, everyone else is paying attention. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I'm ready to go. Yeah. And you know, that's why I, I with, especially with kids nowadays, kids that have ADD and ADHD, I, I defend them till, till the end. I have ADHD. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and what happens is, you know, and, and so does my oldest son and, you know, I tell him, I'm like, dude, you don't understand, man. It's a gift. It is a, it is like fucking God kissed you. Because you were, yeah. And I'm like, you, when you find what you love, yeah. there isn't another human being on the fucking planet that can yeah. touch you. ADHD, listen, and they have to label it, oh, it's a sickness. He needs that. When I was 14, I was, I was on a Prozac. I was on this. So what the fuck are we doing? That's how yeah. When I took it, I'd go in my room. I looked like a Rosie O'Donnell in the bag. I said, "Fuck this! I don't need this shit." Yep. I'm taking it, and I started being me. Yeah. And so, you know, till the day I die, man, I'm, I'm going to defend those kids because our, our, yeah, our brains work different. No question about it. There's no question about it. But they work different in a very, very good way. Good way. A way when, that people don't, don't don't tell. They 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 treat it as if more disorder. It's not yeah. A, it's not a disorder. It's, it's a, it, it is simply a chem. Th- this is really the scientific truth about it. And it was, you know, and I be, me being 43, right. So think about this 20 years before you, 24 years before, you know, let's, well, I guess 20 years, right? Yeah. 20 years before you were born, you know, let's say I'm going into fifth or sixth grade, you know, I'm I'm being given Ritalin and Ritalin is just coming out. And so they're testing this shit on me basically. At this point in time, you know, I started realizing as I got older 
yo, this wasn't a disorder because when I liked something or was passionate about something, no one could touch me. I was, I would win every time yeah. if I, if, if it was something that I loved. So there's a reason why, you know, people like you, people like me, and there's a lot of other people out there, trust me, that, that are diagnosed with this, that look at it from a neg- negative standpoint, but the ones that look at it from a positive standpoint, they realize that their lives are, are we, it's an advancement. We, we're, it's, it's an evolutionary advancement, in my opinion. And it's something that where we just don't have the attention for bullshit or boring ass stuff in the world. We look at the world completely different yeah. and it is what it is. It's just not a negative thing. I just, I, the negativity that's, that's brought around it is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Your, your live videos on TikTok. Oh, that's huge. Talk to me about the lives. So, because oh. obviously, you know, the platform is, is doing well for you. And then, so like one day where you just like, fuck it, I'm going to hit the live button and see what happens. Yeah, every night I go live. Yeah, every night. Yeah. And it's, I jumped like 700 followers after one live. It's crazy. Okay. So let, you know, let's pause again, because again, you know, this is a learning experience, you know, going live hundred percent gains you followers. It, it draws a lot of traffic into your, into your page. Going live. It's, it's good. Especially if you have a, you know, funny thing you're doing or you're talking you know, people like that shit. You know what I mean? So and I like it too. I, I think, you know, and this is just my opinion. I think you should have your dad on the live. Yeah. You two together. Yeah. I think just, just to fucking see. And here's the funniest thing, dude. If you started a live, if you started a TikTok for your dad and you went live from his, from yours and said, go follow my dad. Talk about a fucking father's day gift, dude. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a good idea. Tom. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden your dad, like, be like, yo, like, here's the deal. Yeah. Like, oh, people, okay, let me show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, be like, look, man, for my dad for his birthday and for Father's Day, I want to fucking build him a fucking TikTok and a following. You yeah. know, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you to go follow my dad on TikTok. Da, 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 da. And you know, and then just fucking because here's the deal. And this is one of the things that I've started to do, right? My dad's my dad's in his just turned basically just turned 80 years old. Wow. Guy's still coaching baseball. All right. I mean, like, he's a fucking amazing guy. Now I know but where I, you get your longevity from, my man. Oh, 100%, dude. There's no question about it. And I've started documenting. I've started documenting him a lot. I, I, like, I'll, I'll go to places where he is, and I'll just start taking pictures and video, and I'll save his voicemails. And I'm thinking there, like, I'm like, wow, how lucky is this that I'm able to document these moments? You know, like, he can't think – he can't go back and watch videos or, or anything of his mom or dad and, you know, my grandparents. He can't do that, but I'm going to be able to do that. But I'm also going to be able to help pass along knowledge that he's passed along with me by documentation of this. Imagine the, the, you know, God forbid something ever happens to your dad, but imagine the knowledge that your dad could put out there to help other people, you know, and the story that he has about, you know, from the immigration standpoint and everything else like that. I, I, I just think, you know, down the road, you'll look back and be like, I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. It really is. Yeah. So, Let's get in. Let's let let's as we as we kind of like start kind of like wrapping down a little bit because I know you got to go with your parent or meet up with your parents. Yeah, I might let ten minutes right now. About ten more minutes, we're good. Perfect. All right. So we're we're in the TikTok stage. You're going live. Lives are going crazy. You're getting seven hundred, eight hundred followers every time you 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 do that. Um, what from from standpoint of the audience, 
what are you seeing like demographically? Who are you seeing from an audience standpoint, like age group wise? Are you seeing like a lot of older people, younger people? What? There's a lot of girls. Yeah. Uh, there's uh there's a there's an older crowd too. I got everybody. I got old guys, awesome dude. I have friends with some of them too, some older dudes. My one buddy Ed Cruz, he's a dirt biker, he's a funny guy. I forget what he is, but he's an old he's an older group. You got the, the girls, the young girls, you got the, the kids, a lot of young kids too. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's everywhere. It's all spread out. Cause I have such a, you know, large content creation. You know? Yeah. So the last episode, you know, like I said, I had Jarrett Reddick on. He was, he's the, the, he had that band Bowling Pursuit. They're the guys that did 1985 and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Stacy's mom and all that kind of shit. I said 2000s punk, like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, I mean, still crushing it, but we talked about merchandising, right? And he was like, fucking merchandising is what kept his band going. Like creative merch, all that kind of stuff. Have you thought about, diversifying into the merch side for Sally Slices. Have you thought about that yet? Yes. So I already have merch. Okay. So let's talk about that. It's a Sally Slices Corleone style. And on the back, it shows a cartoon dog squatted with shit in. It says, don't forget to let the dog out. So it's a funny shirt. That's one of my, that's one of my creative shirts. I have that one or two. And the rest are just a long sleeve shirt, Corleone style, sticker, pizza for your mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, have you have you the pizza boxes i mean from a branding standpoint this is another question about branding is there anything different on the box that would set you apart from that standpoint like have you thought about putting the barcode on the box for your tiktok you yes, know, to get- see you, you, you're, you've been around long enough uh we got my father's face on the box <laughs> like this love it yeah, I mean, he's like, I fucking hate that picture. Yeah, the barcode would actually be a good idea too. Like, oh, it's huge, bro. I, I can tell you right now, you add that barcode to the box, game over. Yeah. People are going to follow you. You know what I mean? Like, and literally, you could use it for a sales pitch. You could basically like follow me, you know, scan here, follow me for follow me for a 10% discount or some bullshit like that, or a free slice of pizza. You know, I mean, whatever. This is teaching me the ways of entrepreneurship. Big fucking surprise. It's amazing what it's amazing what can happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean it's it's like little ideas like that can it, they they start setting you start setting you apart. There's no question about it. So you got a diversification of, of audience, which is great. You're 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 generating revenue there. This is where I like to kind of get into that, you know, and I applaud you by the way. I mean, it's it's Thank amazing you. what you've done. Yeah. Um, I like to give those three those three tips. So I always say it's three questions, three answers. Um, of what somebody who's listening to this episode right now, if they're like, you know what? All right, th- this convinced me. This episode convinced me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start a TikTok. Give me, give me one. I'm gonna start with this one. What's the first thing that they need to do from a standpoint of like they get in, they start their TikTok. What is the first thing that they need to do with their first video? What does it need to be? Be yourself. Be yourself. That's it. Be yourself. So let's go back, right? Sal, Sal just said, you know, first video, it's just got to be yourself. Like, and it's got to be 100% you, okay? So if you go back and you think about what he said the first time he did his first video, it was the first thing. He immediately when it went into character, though. He was like, all right, I'm going to dial myself into 11 here, and I'm going to see what the fuck happens, right? And he dropped it. And he stuck with that character throughout because it worked. So that being said, 
The first thing to do, download the app. Second thing to do, shoot a video introducing yourself because that's the beginning of the story. You have to do that first, the introductory of who am I? Do that video, put that video out there, see what happens. Guess what? If it fucking fails, do it again the next day. I was at 7K for almost three weeks straight. I wasn't, I wasn't getting any followers. So this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, you know. So here's the next question. What, what made you up your game, right? You were stuck at that 7,000. What was, what was the turning point for you that, that you went, all right, fuck this, man. Like I'm going hard as shit on this. Persevering. That's it. I just kept posting. I, I kept saying, I know what I have. I know, I know, I know. I know if I keep doing it, it's going to catch heat. And it did. It did. And you just have to keep pushing on the gas. People push the brake after, you know. Oh, that, 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 that we talked about that I got discouraged and pressed the brake. No, no. Keep putting the gas. What's it going to hurt you if you post videos of yourself? What's it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt. You got, you got girls half naked underage, shaking their ass, they have millions of followers. You could be you and wipe out that, that idea of content. You know what I mean? Be yourself. Yeah. TikTok is turned into such a, a mess, in my opinion. A mess. Because people that have good content, they put hard on what they do. They get overshadowed by these stupid attempts. If they're yourself, you, you can't. If you're yourself, you have nothing to lose. Because you're being yourself, you have what you offer, what you have. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if you really believe, that's where that's where it happens. You have to believe in yourself. I know it sounds cliche too. It sounds so cliche, but it's not until you do it. It's not until you do it. I agree, and and that's the thing is that we, you know, the the average person does not really doesn't like themselves. They want to change a lot of things, either physically. Well, you or want to know why they don't like themselves? Because most of these people are on TikTok. They see, oh, look at this hot girl. Oh yeah, absolutely. Look at me, I'm just watching. I don't want to like that's horse shit. And that's that's the truth too, Todd. We live yep. in a generation where young males, you know, they should be ambitious. All they care about are girls, this, that, party. This is all on the phone. It's it's a uh, it's an illusion TikTok. Oh, absolutely. It's all on the phone. Unless you're a true creator with their heart like me. Yeah. These that's all they that's all they do is they just put that up and then that's what they that's what they feed off of, you know what I mean? And and the thing is is that you're not gonna win that you're not gonna win that fight. Like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna beat that. No. So so what you need to do is you need to find your your path. Find okay? a niche. Find a niche. That's it. And do I, it. Yeah, and I, I compare it to like a like a NASCAR race, man. You gotta find that gap. And when you find that gap, like Sal just said, you got to step on the gas That's it. And, and just go. And you can't be frustrated when, when it's not picking up, right? Like, so we were just talking about that 7,000 follower standpoint where we're stuck at 7,000. Look, there's people that would give their fucking right arm to have 7,000 followers on any other platforms. At the end of the day, you know, you got to go, all right, I'm at 7,000. You just got to keep pushing through. And that's what's going to, cause you don't know. You don't. The last, promo video, the last promo video we put, I don't know if you saw it, me introducing the Corleone team. Amazing video. Huge. But it didn't, it didn't hit big. It didn't. Nope. And I didn't press the break after that. Nope. Yeah, I was discouraged. I kept putting content out of me. And, and, and so, and so here's the deal. Like yesterday, I literally, I literally, I think it was yesterday. Or it was a couple of days ago. I put out a piece of content and literally was like, 
actually the company did. So it was a beamed, it was a beamed media post, but it was basically like, you got to keep testing different pieces of content to see what your, your audience is engaging with. And once you figure out what they're engaging with, you fucking accelerate with that and run with it. And until you continue to, because you're going to sit there and blame the platform always. They will, people will always, I'm not getting followers because I'm getting shadow banned. They're not. I'm not getting followers because they're not. You're getting, you're not getting followers because your fucking content sucks. That's why you're not getting followers because no one fucking lit, is watching because they don't care about it. Yes. So until you get to the point, look, the reason people w- follow you is because they want to laugh. Yeah. They want to escape reality for a few minutes and go, wow, I wish I could be that guy. I wish I could talk and act like that. I wish I had the confidence to be able to stand up and say those things. And that's the completely wrong thing they tell themselves because they can. Totally. They can. And totally. Goes- and they can do it. Yeah. But they just, but here's the, here's the deal, bro. They won't. Yeah. They just won't. And, and it doesn't matter how much you beat into their head. I've, trust me, you, you got to understand. I've coached so many people. There's people where I'll literally say it's, it's pointless. We're not, it, I'm not even going to take you on as a client because you're not going to fucking listen. You're, yeah. I can already tell you're not going to listen. You're not going to, you're not going to execute on what I tell you. So you want, you want the, the fast, quick fix because yeah. that's what we all want. But at the end of the day, that's not who wins. Yeah, and it's that age, you know, you want the instant gratification, instant this. Like this thing, this thing is shit. I don't know why I do it, but I like the instant. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a no-go. Hey, now here's the deal. I, I will, let, let me tell you about this real quick. I, sm- I, I smoked up until the age, uh, or the, to the year 2008. I've been doing this since then. I run three miles a day at 43, like a fucking animal at like nine miles an hour, Okay. And I puff on this thing every five seconds. So don't tell me that this fucking thing does <laughs> shit to my lungs. All right? <laughs> You're full of shit. The only reason this thing's called bad is because the fucking tobacco industry is telling you that these are bad. But you should go pay $9 for a fucking pack of cigarettes. Get the fuck out of here. With rat shit. Yeah, With it's bullshit. bullshit. When the people let their dog out to take a shit, that's what they stuff in the fucking cigarette. Let me tell you something. I don't drink, okay? And I have four fucking kids. So this fucking thing right here, this right here saves my fucking life. Yeah. It keeps me sane. That's it. Yeah. Uh, last question, and then I'll let you go. Um, if 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 they're at a point, if someone's at a point where, let's say they, let's say they are feel they're old, because I have some some of my people, some of the people that follow me are a little bit older. Should they let their age hold them back from something like this? Something like what I'm doing. Yeah. 100%. Now, I see old people on TikTok, like funny old guys, just because they're old. It's the truth, too. They have followers. If, if they're old and they have good, good quality on the video and they talk, man, I don't see why not. There's a way to work around everything. Whatever circumstance you're in, there's a way to put it in your favor. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's it, yeah. Do you, uh, do you, have you done any Instagram reels yet? I have one. It got okay. like, uh, 2,000 streams. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I was going to give a, a recommendation here towards the end. This is what I think you should. And this is what's, this is what Scott did. And it, and it helped him grow his Instagram from like one, like, I, I think he was at 3000 followers. Now I think he's around close to 30. Okay. So there's a mobile app that you can download. Okay. And it's called, um, tick T I K save S A V E. Okay. Now it's a paid, now it's a paid app but it's worth it for someone who is putting out daily content. 
if you post your TikTok, okay, and then you and then you're on your TikTok and you hit the share button and you copy the link and then you go into TickSave, TickSave immediately realizes that the link's been copied and it lets you download the video without the TikTok watermark. Okay. Because you don't want to take the TikTok, full TikTok, and repost it as an Instagram with the TikTok labeling on there and things of that nature. And the reason being is because Instagram will immediately go, uh uh, uh no fucking way. We don't want that on there. So now you've been able to download to your phone the video without the watermark on there. You take that and you upload it as an Instagram reel in Instagram. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you this, Sal, if you do that once, twice a day with some of your better TikToks, I guarantee you your fucking Instagram following will, will light up like a fucking volcano. Really? Because Instagram, okay, anytime Instagram or Facebook product launches something new, and they want you to use it. And they really want people to use Instagram Reels because it's their real, real legit competition against TikTok. Are they going to beat them? No. Are they willing to pay you now for doing Instagram Reels? Fucking right. So if your Reels are off the fucking charts, they're going to start dropping money into your account. Like if you went on your if you went on your Instagram account, they probably have a thing in there now where you can start generating revenue from it. If you haven't gotten that notification yet, maybe switch to a business account instead of a personal account. But if you start down or uploading those two to three a day, I'm telling you right now, your Instagram is going to blow the fuck up. No question about it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm right. going to be watching to see if you actually do it. No, I'm, going to, but, I'm going to do it. How much is it? Dale? How much money are these jerk offs on? They want $10 a month. No, I, I, I think it's less than, I think it's probably, it's probably like, you, there's probably two ways you can do it. You can probably do like a, uh, an annual thing. It's probably like 30 bucks or I think it's like, I think I pay them like four bucks or three bucks a month or whatever, but okay. it's worth it. I'm doing it. I'm doing I, it's worth it because I'm doing it every day. I'm doing it every day. Now here's the other cool thing. If I'm on TikTok and I see a clip of something that I really fucking like that I want to use, in, instead of me having to go to like YouTube or something like that, I can just copy that link, put it in there, save the video, trim it down on my phone the way I like it, and then edit it into my videos. The thing is, Todd, my, my promo videos, every time I put them on Instagram, they get taken down because the, the license for the sound. Okay. So the way around that is you have your boys, Okay send you an edited video of that without the, the track on it, without the track, then take that video, upload it on Instagram Reels and use that track in Instagram Reels as the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can search that music. So then you can take that music and you can use it there. And then that, that's not going to hit you. Send me everything with just my voice. The video just my voice. Yeah, just have them do it with your voice and then use that same track in your Instagram Reels. <laughs> so you know at the end of the day i mean there's a there's a lot that that you can do and the thing is i i think you deserve a, i think you deserve an even larger audience on instagram than you currently have i think you should be at quarter of a million followers or half a million followers on instagram because i think it's just an amazing amount of content um i want to thank you for coming on it, i really oh, appreciate it pleasure, my friend you're, you're a ray of sunshine my friend Dude, I'm down in uh, Philly. You know where to come. Oh, there's no. Well, it would be up in Philly because I'm I'm in Maryland, but uh-huh. I'm right on the Pennsylvania border, and I can tell you that there's no question about it. I'm definitely coming. Not of course. Um, I, I think I think it'd be awesome. I actually might even bring my videographer, have him shoot like a really fucking dope ass yeah. fucking video. Yeah, yeah you have <laughs> a dope ass video for you um, that you can use uh-huh. and stuff like that for the rest. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Me? Absolutely. Me? All right, Sally Slices, the man, the myth, the legend. Go follow him on TikTok. Go follow him on Instagram. 
Go follow him everywhere. Get up to Philly. Go see the boy, the man. And don't forget to tag the – what's up, little buddy? Don't forget to tag the creators in the uh, your Instagram thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the ads. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me, man. Uh, God bless you, brother. All right, bro. Have a good day. You Ciao. too. Thank you for listening to the Bad Reputation Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and share what you may have learned with someone else today. Remember, your reputation is everything.